This is Simply Meditation, an offering of Center for Self-Care, and your mindful coach, that's me, Mark Balser. Each week at 7.15 p.m. on Wednesday, we have an in-person guided meditation and short teaching at Balance for Life Yoga in Devon, Pennsylvania. Feel free to join us there or listen each week to our intro and guided practice or standalone guided practice. If you'd like to learn more, visit me at www.center4selfcare.com or email me at mark at centerforselfcare.com. Thank you and enjoy. So thematically, I'm kicking around this idea of, you know, the raw material of our life, which we often didn't choose, and we often wouldn't choose becoming the source for our growth. So that's what we're thinking about tonight. We'll get started just with a, a brief practice, just so we don't get too carried away in conversation. Uh, we'll do this seated, but I'll include a tiny bit of movement in the practice. And I'll put us both on mute while we're practicing. And if you have any like shoulder issues or back issues, um, like I said, the, the movements are pretty simple, but wanted you to know. And as you're ready, you might let the eyes close. Arriving in this time and place. Dropping into the experience of being right here, right now. You might feel the contact of your feet with the floor, feeling a foundation, a grounding as you're connected to the earth. Drawing your attention up through the legs and into the bottom, feeling the sits bones as they rest on the cushion of your seat. You might flex the body a bit, pushing those sits bones into the cushion, curving the back, and then releasing. And then feeling the body extending up from the hips, allowing the spine to lengthen and grow tall. Allowing the crown of the head to move towards the ceiling as you grow taller still. And now drawing your attention to the belly. Feeling its movement with each breath. Belly rises and falls. You might bring intention to the breath. Drawing it deeply into the lower body the hips and belly, 
And then with the exhale, drawing the navel into the spine, releasing all the air and drawing in again, feeling the breath fill the lower chest cavity. And again, drawing the navel back to the spine. Feeling the movement of breath in the area of the abdomen and diaphragm. As you breathe in, you might feel the diaphragm lift and flare out to the sides. Filling the lungs deeply. Now sensing how you might draw the breath in under the collarbones. Then releasing through the diaphragm and abdomen and belly. Relaxing with the out-breath. And on the next in-breath, you might draw the hands up to the sky, reaching overhead and releasing the breath, drawing the hands once again to the ceiling as you breathe in and out. And now interlacing the fingers, placing them on the top of your head and continuing to breathe. Feeling with curiosity as you breathe in, in a posture you're not quite used to. Many of the muscles that are often contracted are loose. Drawing that breath in and releasing. You might slide the palms of your hands back behind your head, opening the elbows and the shoulders with each in-breath and letting them drift slightly closed on the out-breath. Breathing in as you open, out as you exhale. And again, on the next in-breath, drawing the hands back up to the ceiling, releasing the interlocking. And now, as you continue to breathe, letting the hands ever so slowly begin a descent on their way back to your lap, letting them move in a way that's almost imperceptible. Feeling the weight of the arms, any tension.
as your hands come about to the level of your eyes, you might turn the palms inwards so they're facing towards you as you continue the slow descent, remembering to breathe. You might notice the sensation in your shoulders and elbows. We'll just take one more minute as the hands continue towards the lap. Being aware of the breath and the body. The Way It Is, a poem by William Stafford. There's a thread you follow. It goes among things that change, but it doesn't change. People wonder about what you're pursuing. You have to explain about the thread. But it is hard for others to see. While you hold it, you can't get lost. Tragedies happen, people get hurt, and you suffer and get old. Nothing you can do can stop times unfolding. You don't ever let go of the threat. Now deepening the breath, and listening for the sound of the bell to open your eyes. What we're gonna to do today is I'm gonna share a story with you and then invite an opportunity for us to say hello and check in. And then we'll drop into a longer meditative practice. Uh, about the practice of RAIN. We've talked about it here and there before. Uh, RAIN is an acronym that includes recognize, allow, investigate, and non-identify or nourish. And we're gonna focus quite a bit on the nourishment part of it today. Here's a story. It's from the meditation teacher Ajahn Brahm, and it's called, Who Ordered This Truckload of Dung? And when he talks about it in public, he doesn't use the word dung. Imagine you have just had a wonderful afternoon at the beach with a friend. When you return home, you find a huge truckload of dung has been dumped right in front of your door. There are three things to know about this truckload of dung. One, you didn't order it. It's not your fault. Two, you're stuck with it. No one saw who dumped it so you cannot call anyone to take it away. And three, it is filthy and offensive, and its stench fills your whole house. It's almost impossible to endure. Of course, in this metaphor, the truckload of dung in front of our house stands for all the difficult experiences that are dumped on us in life. 
just like with the truckload of dung, there are three things to know about tragedy and challenge in our life. We did not order it. It's not our fault. And we say, why me? We're stuck with it. No one, not even the ones who love us most dearly, can take it away, though they may try. And three, it is so awful, such a destroyer of our happiness and its pain fills our whole life. It's almost impossible to endure. There are two ways of responding to being stuck with a truckload of dung. The first way is to carry it around with us. We put some in our pockets, some in our backpacks and briefcases, and some up our shirts. We even put some down our pants. We find when we carry dung around, we lose a lot of friends. Even best friends don't seem to be around so often. Carrying around the dung is a metaphor for sinking into depression, negativity, or anger. It is a natural and understandable response to adversity. But we lose a lot of friends because it is also natural and understandable that our friends don't like being around us when we're so depressed. Moreover, the pile of dung doesn't get smaller, and what's more, the smell gets worse as it ripens. Fortunately, there's a second way. When a truckload of dung is dumped in front of our house, we heave a sigh and then get down to work. Out come the wheelbarrow, the fork, and the spade. We fork the dung into the barrel, wheel it around the back of the house, and dig it into the garden. This is tiring and difficult work, but we know there's no other useful option. Digging in the dung is a metaphor for welcoming the tragedies as fertilizer for life. It is work that we have to do alone. No one can help us here. But by digging it into our garden, day by day, the pile of pain gets less. It may take several years, but the morning does come when we see no more pain in our life and in our heart. A miracle has happened. Flowers of kindness are bursting out all over the place, and the fragrance of love wafts down our street, to our neighbors, to our relations, and even to passers-by. Then, our wisdom tree in the corner is bending down to us, loaded with sweet insights into the nature of life. We share those delicious fruits freely, even with the passers-by, without ever planning to. So I often resort to that reading when I'm struggling, and it's usually a very personal experience, something going on in my own life, either the vertigo spell that I had or the migraine challenges my son's dealing with. Never really imagined it being a universal experience of a truckload of dung. And in so many ways, we've all gotten the same pile of dung, maybe just different magnitudes of it, uh, with the whole coronavirus experience. So we'll work with that a little bit in our meditation practice of holding both. Uh, I have found some gardening, uh, not just literal, <laughs> but also figurative in the connection that I've made with my neighbors the last couple days, the increase of the books I've been reading and time spending with family. So, so far I'm finding a little bit of ways to uh, grow that garden. The practice, the, the longer practice that we'll do today is in the same tradition of body-centered inquiry that we've been exploring. 
And so an element of that is inviting to the extent we feel comfortable the the unpleasant emotion, the unpleasant sensation that goes along with that pile of dung. Uh, as we do that, though, I want to uh, make sure that you know to take care of yourself. So it might be that uh, you turn the volume down on the instructions for <laughs> for a minute or two, or maybe open your eyes, or use that anchor of the breath or the body to uh, come back to come back to center, come back to stillness. Uh, and so we'll kind of bring to mind these difficulties that we're dealing with. And then I'll invite some questions of inquiry. Uh, one of the first questions we'll address is, how does this want me to be with it? And that question, how does it want me to be with it, isn't a homework assignment to go out searching, but instead a question to offer to the spaciousness that you've created in practice and see what comes up. So it could be that my experience uh, wants me to just feel it and observe it. Uh, it could be that my experience wants to push it away and make it go away. But the invitation is really just to be curious about what's coming up for you. So I'll have a handful of questions after we do a little bit of practice. We'll drop into practice just for 10, 15 minutes or so, and then we'll have a little bit of time to debrief afterwards. Letting your body settle back into that meditative posture, finding a balance between stability and flexibility, letting the breath flow naturally, observing the in-breath, and the out-breath, in-breath, and out-breath. Slowly becoming aware of thoughts or emotions or sensations in the body. And instead of returning back to the breath, you might explore whatever arises for you for just a few moments. Be curious about what your mind is trying to tell you, your body is trying to tell you. Not dropping into any stories or narratives but simply becoming familiar, becoming intimate with what's happening right now. One of my favorite comedian, Pete Holmes, likes to say that in times of difficulty, just say to yourself, it's what's happening. It's what's happening. It's what's happening. So as you reflect on this truckload of dung that's arrived at your doorstep, see if you might allow it, not like it, but recognize that in this moment, it's what's happening.
And as you reflect on it, see if you might find where it lives in your body. Noting any sensations that are predominant. Describing any textures or shapes or temperatures that you become aware of. Flooding your attention to wherever it's needed in the body. Is there a physical word or an emotional word you might associate with this sensation? You might find tension or tingling. You might sense a feeling of frustration or doubt. And in this process of allowing just being with what is there. As you drop further into your experience, you might ask yourself, does it feel safe to stay with this a little while longer? Noticing if it changes or perhaps stays the same. With this awareness and intimacy, reflecting on the sensation, the emotion, how does this want me to be with it? How can I be with my experience in this moment? Can I be patient, allowing for things to be as they are 
while knowing that they will always change. Can I be gentle with myself and my experience? Bathing myself in compassion and care. When I offer this compassion, this care, this quality of gentleness, what shifts inside? Perhaps checking back with any sensations you noted, the emotional or physical words, seeing if they still resonate. Is the shape and texture and quality of sensation moving or changing? Or is it rigid and solid? Sensing now if there's some form of presence, some kind of loving kindness or care that would help facilitate a shift, reframing and opening. Can you track the felt sense as it moves in your body? Sensing how you might come back to this inquiry in the days and weeks to come. Exploring the truckload of dung without having to do anything about it in each individual moment. Simply drawing familiarity and intimacy the experience of being you.
And you might take these last few moments to come back to the sensation of breathing, releasing any awareness of the experience in the body, the emotions, observing the breathing body without trying to change it or make it a certain way. Simply being. <laughs> 